Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Hey guys, it's Riley. Before we continue today's Rule of Two, let me ask you a question. Have you ever played Forge of Empires? Forge of Empires is a city-building game and also one of our sponsors for today's episode. In Forge of Empires, you can guide a village through the different epics of human history, from the Stone Age to the future. Through skillful planning on the battlefield, you can expand your sphere of influence and create an immersive empire. What's more, there are continuous content updates to ensure years of fun, together with millions of players around the world. And guess what? You can switch between browser, iOS, and Android devices at any time while playing Forge of Empires. If you're new to Forge of Empires, I have some great news. For a limited time, Collider fans can go to forgeofempires.com forward slash Collider and get a bonus of $10 worth of diamonds. So download the game today by clicking the link in the description of this episode in order to get yourself a $10 starter package. This will give you 650 diamonds to start building your own empire. Diamonds are virtual in-game currency, no cash payout, only for new registrations, not transferable. Simply go to forgeofempires.com forward slash collider now. Download, install, click, clean gift, and get 650 diamonds right from the start. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babu, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mark, Mark, and Dorian here. It's episode 35, Rule of Two, Pack Show. We have a new theory about Ray, who she is. 
great Twitter thread that I found. We have some J.J. Abram comments. But right now, Mark Fernandez, look who's here. Everyone. Everyone is here. Doreen in the room with two phones because we are doing Twitter and uh, Instagram. Some people people call him a youngling. Okay. I call him my Padawan. Yeah. Some people call him a Padawan. Right. Some people call him the Sith Apprentice. Yeah. I just call him D-Money. D-Money. D-Money in the house (laughs) with questions. From A-Town. We're on live. Uh, If you're listening at home right now, you can join us at Collider Video. I mean, well, go subscribe. Go follow. You can't join us right now because we're going to be recording this. But as of right now in this recording, we are live on Instagram and on Twitter taking some questions from uh, you wonderful listeners. What do we got, Dorian? Anything out there we can get wet our noodles should we, before a Star Wars celebration? You know, maybe what we should do is let's let's just kick off the episode, mm-hmm. right? Um, we have some special announcements we want to make about Dorian specifically, about you, about celebration, about yeah. all these kinds of things. Okay. All kinds of Star Wars goodness. We woke up today yeah. with a new promo. For Jedi Fallen Order. We did. Which I've looked at 20 times and I still don't know exactly how to feel about it. Yeah, it looks, it looks like a video game. It looks like a video game. There's a video game coming. Yeah. So they're anyway. Not, they're not going to show everything before celebration. So. Yeah. yeah. Right. So look, anyway, we've got a packed show. Packed show coming at you. This is episode 35 of Rule of Two. Rise. <laughs> Welcome, one and all, to Rule of Two, episode 35. This is the official after oh, spinoff show. After show? I don't know where that was going. It's all good, dude. And uh, it's on the Jedi Council Podcast One Feed and home on Collider Videos, dropping every Tuesday evening. I'm your host, Mark Riley, Yodi Riley, and Darth Rylis, joined by Mark Sidious Fernandez. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Good. I'm doing good. I just came back from Florida. Mm. Was down there for uh, for my birthday. I want to appreciate all of uh, Rise Nation. Um, Prompted that, them. I got a little yeah, birthday greeting yeah, out there. Yeah, it was very nice. You know, got some really heartwarming tweets, um, and I really appreciate that. It's been another journey around this spaceship Earth, around mm. the sun. Yeah, and your Millennium Falcon. Yeah, flying. You know, the galaxy. she she flies fast. She flies very very fast. Yeah. And nothing can stop it, but it feels good to, you know, come out on the other side of it. But there anyway, it is. Yeah. All right. Well, we are joined as of right now uh, by a live Instagram uh, feed. What do you call these things? What do the kids got, call it? So you got Twitter Live, Instagram Live. Twitter, Twitter Live. Usually they're, they're partners with uh, Periscope. So I guess this there is, it is. like yeah. Periscope. I so guess. we're on Periscope on Twitter. You can follow us at Collider Video. And we're yeah. also on Instagram at Collider Video. Check that out. You can join yeah, us maybe like, before the show. There's a few housekeeping things I want to do. Okay. Just okay. Do, let's do it. So number one is I know a lot of folks have been asking, when does the show drop? When does the show drop? As of now, okay, until further notice, the shop, the shop, the show drops. I guess show and drop together is shop. It's shop. So it's it works. It's a contraction or whatever. Anyway. The show drops every Tuesday at 5 p.m. PST. That's, That's 8 right. p.m. EST. Yeah. And those are the only two time zones I know by memory. So everything yeah. else, just do the math. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, it drops 5 p.m. PST, 8 p.m. Uh, EST every Tuesday. That's yep. when Rule of Two comes at you live. We appreciate all the support. Um, and, um, I, look, I want to make a little announcement too. Please. Um we're going to send uh, Dorian on an away mission to Star Wars Celebration. So, yeah. Ooh. So, if you guys see Dorian. Welcome. Yeah. Yes. Right. 
Yeah. So if you guys see Dorian out there on those streets, on those Chicago streets, be sure to say what's up. Yeah. Be sure to ask for a picture. Mm. Uh, hashtag him, rise, you know, do whatever you got to do. But And also hashtag him, hey, start watching Star Wars movies. You know? Yeah. <laughs> because I, how are you doing on that? <laughs> um, I'm working That on good, it. huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. It's a work in progress. Rome, Rome wasn't built in a day. I'm getting there. <laughs> but before I get to the celebration, I'll have seen everything, and I'll be okay, all good. up. Because there's uh, at the gate, before you get your badge, they ask you uh, trivia questions. Do they really? Yeah, and you can't go in unless you have a, like, you know, basic knowledge of every yeah. single you know movie. All right. This could be fun. Let's come up off the dome. Let's, yeah. let's each come up with a trivia question that we would consider a beginner trivia question. A beginner one. Okay. A beginner, and you guys at home, play along in the car, driving, or however you enjoy the show. Play along. I'm going to come up with one trivia question, okay. beginner level. You come up with another one. Right. And let's see if Dorian can get either one. All right. Okay. That sounds good. All right. You go first. Uh, what is Luke Skywalker's home planet's name? Ooh, it's a good one. Uh, Tatooine. Hey! Hey! <laughs> Nailed it. There's a point. Hey, Cody, yeah, coming in with that. You. That's nice. great. Way that's to great. go, okay, Dorian. First of all, it's a very good question. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure he was going to get it. I, okay. I, I was worried as you paused a bit. I was like, well, this is the one that uh, I, was, beginner, I was about right? to say Palpatine because, you but, know, it rhymed. Like, yeah. Palpatine, Tatooine. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was Tatooine. Palpatine, actual person, not yeah. planet, though. Okay, so, so here, here's a pretty simple one. I would consider this a beginner question. Okay. Okay. What is Obi-Wan Kenobi's lightsaber color? Ah, very good. Oh, wait. Green? Mm. Is that your final answer? No. Not red. It's not blue. Is it blue? No, Luke's is blue. It's mm. blue? It's, it's blue. It's blue. We got there. So the, the Falcon didn't <laughs> quite start, and yeah. Han Solo had to knock it a couple yeah. times. All right, so to look, start. you know, Dorian's on his way. Yeah. Dorian's on his way. He passed the trials. What is the uh, order? I am ready to take the trials. What is the number, of the order number that Palpatine gives to start the Jedi Purge? Ooh, this is more like intermediate. That's a little advanced. Yeah. It's a little intermediate. Yeah, he's never lost me. There are yeah. two <laughs> numbers together. They come after five. Order. Right before Execute. seven. Six. Execute. And? Wait. There's a six. You got part, and the next number? Seven. Nope. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Execute order 66. We're getting everybody, you, we're, you every, Literally be... everybody in the comments is saying 66. <laughs> yeah, there it is. You could have looked down. You could have cheated and all right, uh, looked down. Awesome. Look, first of all, I'm feeling the love today. I'm feeling the energy. I love, yeah. I love having Dorian on the show. I do, too. Um, He's our Padawan. We can mold him yeah, in the yeah. ways of the Force in and the, the Star Wars. In the ways of the Force and the ways of the dark side. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll go there. Yeah, in the ways of the dark side around <laughs> hey. here this company. But um, so Dorian, let's get some questions from the uh, from the uh, from the listeners out there. Yeah. All right. So we already got one. They say, do you think the force Skype link between Kylo Ren and Rey is basically the same connection Leia and Luke have at the end of Empire and The Last Jedi? This would explain how Leia knew that Luke was hanging on from the antenna in Empire. Could Mm -hmm. this mean Kylo and Rey could be siblings? It's a good question. It's a really good question. I think that the Force Skype, I think it started with, uh, we saw the precedent set in the original trilogy with Luke hanging upside down in Bespin and and calling to Leia. And this is just a a furthering of that kind of story element. It's It's a very similar thing, I think. Two Jedi, one Sith, one, well, one Knights of Ren, whatever they're going to call it in episode nine. 
um, more mastered with the force. Maybe Ray is also feeling. We're going to get to a theory a little later because it, it, it could explain a lot. But I think two powerful force users. This is the progression of that connection we saw with Leia and Luke. Yeah, I think that the the what I like about the question. It's basically building a case to support a theory, right? Yeah. And the case that they're building is if Luke and Leia had a force connection for Skype. When I walked out of the premiere, I called it force FaceTime because I yeah. like alliteration. Okay, So I yeah. thought force FaceTime was cooler than force Skype, but somehow it became force uh, Skype. But anyway, um, is the fact that Luke and Leia were able to connect in that way and the fact that Ray and Kyle are able to connect in that way, does that mean that henceforth using the transformative property, these two guys are related? Um, I think that there is a valid point there. Yeah. I also think, though, that this the force FaceTime that Kylo uh, has the ability to perform seems to me a little bit stronger yeah, I agree. Than, than what Luke and Leia had because literally it seems like they're in the same room. And like one of my favorite scenes in The, in, in the Last Jedi, and I do have some scenes that I really enjoyed, is the scene where Kylo and, and Rey are in the hut and they're about to touch each other mm-hmm. and right as a right as a as about you know right as they're about to touch luke storms in and says no and like right. uses a force push and like blows up the entire hut yeah and i think that that if you accept what it is and just put subjectivity aside that looks like it's something more powerful than Luke had seen before and it kind of scared him. Yeah, and then if we go to what Snoke said, he kind of created this bridge to kind of woo Ray over and get you know Kylo in there. Um, I wouldn't, though, say that it automatically means they're brother and sister. I think powerful Jedi could be doing this. It could be Yoda reaching out to Ben. Yeah. We've seen it in... But look, if the theory that's been flying around holds water, mm-hmm. then it doesn't have to be necessarily that they're brother and sister, right? but that somehow there's some chemical similarity or some kind of... Something, something in their DNA. Something in their blood. Something mm-hmm. in like somehow the midichlorians are of the same yeah. thing or whatever, which is interesting. How does a clone like... if the clone theory holds water. Mm-hmm. Can the midichlorians also be cloned? Good question. And yeah. Look, so. I think there's a lot of precedent set in the entire saga. And, and I mean, we saw in Rebels, we saw Yoda reaching out to Ezra, you know, and able to do that. That's a version of uh, what I, we see in Episode Eight. I think there's a lot of uh, examples out there we could probably turn to. I mean, Yoda sitting in Attack of the Clones listening to Anakin slaughter sand people. That's a connection somewhat. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So yeah. we've seen it. Okay, next one. All yeah. right. Uh, we got what former character, movie or TV, should uh, return to another for another project? Um, what other character movie? You know, obviously Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, but for me, and I, 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 I know I've sung this song on this show a lot, and for some reason it's one of my favorite characters in all of Star Wars because of how complex she was. Of how I know where you're going. Uh, of of how much I enjoyed her redemption. You know, I ultimately people say, "Oh, redemption, redemption is you know it doesn't always have to be about redemption." You know, when it comes to the all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese on tual, sesame seed buns, mm-hmm. those formulas, redemption is part of that formula. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, and it's a very important human uh, lesson, which is that sometimes you can make some wrong choices understand the nature of those choices 
and and fix the the problems of your past, right? Solves the sins of the past. Yeah. And for me, that's a long-winded way of saying, man, I would love to see more focused uh, content around Asajj Ventress. Mm. I think yeah. Asajj Ventress, who is a night sister, born of the night sisters, born of Dathomir, trained by Count Dooku, betrayed by Count Dooku, befriended by Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, and, you know, I don't want to say too much more after that because I, I've heard things about her character um, that I hope are not necessarily true. But, man, Asajj Ventress to me was such an incredible character. She was going to be in Attack of the Clones. Right. Yeah, I heard that. She was going to be in Attack of the Clones as an apprentice and they pulled her out. And I regret that because, man, I would have loved to have seen a live-action version of her. Yeah. And uh, the Clone Wars version is incredible. I wish we could get more Asajj Ventress content. Yeah. I'm going to go an easy answer, one that um, maybe will shock people because I've said it, but it just occurred to me. But I think we could get Boba Fett back, and I want to yeah. see him crawl out of the Sarlacc, and I want to go into what it's like to be the most fearsome bounty hunter in the galaxy because we never got to really get in the head of this clone, right? This clone that was from Jango Fett. What does he have to do with Mandalorian? Could he be in the Mandalorian? Does does he come out? Because mostly because I I think that fans really really love him. I was against the Boba Fett movie, and so what I'm saying when you bring the character back is put him in an ensemble or something, make him a mm-hmm. character again, and maybe go into what it's like to be the clone of Jango Fett and the f- most fearsome bounty hunter of the galaxy. He had some Western flavor in it, and then that will get people stop talking about Boba Fett all the time yeah. it, because he's a divisive character. He he went out pretty easily. And people make fun of that thing. But then there are the big, sweaty Boba Fett fans who are like, he's so cool. We want to see more of him. I could see them doing something with that. Yeah, and I look, for me, I always thought that Boba Fett was a testament to just incredible costume design, oh, incredible, yeah. incredible art direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, and I know I talk about this on this show a lot, the Clone Wars, there's an episode, uh, there's a story arc in the Clone Wars, I think it's season four. Where that dives pretty deep into young Boba Fett. Yeah. And yeah. he's a very, very interesting character. He's got a lot of anger issues. Yeah. See, that's, yeah. You know, and he was a, as a, it's more like a preteen coming of age of young Boba Fett, but it's very, very well done, I think, the way that they sort of show off his character a little bit. But yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, all right, another? next one. If, yeah. if Palpatine doesn't return directly, do you think the, his history or Plagueis will be touched on? Plagueis. Plagueis. Yeah, Darth Plagueis the Wise. Okay. You've never heard the tragedy of <laughs> Darth Plagueis the Wise, Dorian? I have not. Yeah, come sit next to me, son. <laughs> Let me tell you a little yarn. He became uh, so powerful. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I think Plagueis will be mentioned. I think Emperor will be mentioned. I think – I don't know Do you think how- Plagueis will be mentioned? Yeah. Hold on. Re- read the question one more time. Hold on. Scrolled up. It says, if Palpatine doesn't return directly, do you think his history or the Plagueis will be touched on? Yeah, so touched on. Okay. That's the key word for me. I yeah. think that not only will the Emperor be touched on, I think it may be – I don't know if he's going to appear. I don't, I don't see them bringing back the living Emperor or maybe even in another body. I think maybe it's like a hologram or maybe some sort of – Recording or something that you know maybe they're, they're, Kylo Ren finds some artifacts or something that connects to it, but that J.J. Abrams just recently came out that saying that he's tying up the entire saga. I, I think a mention of Darth Plagueis in that reveal of Emperor, like he's continuing to do the work of what Plagueis was doing, and again this is tying to this this uh, theory that we found online. So 
I think it would be good money. And John Williams did that theme from Revenge of the Sith when Snoke was sitting there in his first introduction in Force Awakens. Mm. So I would I, I feel like they're setting the the, the stones here. And you know, I'm following the breadcrumbs. Even they were looking at Ray's staff and being like, is that Plagueis? And somebody mentioned Darth Plagueis to the, the cast of Force Awakens and everybody's like, oh, oh I don't I don't know. I think it's been mentioned behind mm. the scenes by J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kazan in Force Awakens that that's where they're going. And now that he's coming in to finish out the saga, the saga, not just episode nine, but the saga, I think it's so important that Plagueis is mentioned in some way. We get yeah. a little bit more to that history. Well, I have heard the old Sith legend of Darth Plagueis the Wise. Oh, good, because there's a test tomorrow. Yeah, And Wise. he did become so powerful. Mm. Um, but um, I – look, we're, we're days away from a trailer. Yeah. Okay. We're Literally. days away from Friday. Um, and <clears throat> I don't want to get my hopes up too much. Yeah. Because I get it. even though it makes sense that they truly try to tie up um, what started in the prequels and what wasn't really touched on in the original trilogy pretty much at all, right? No. The original tri- tr- trilogy is a pretty character focused piece on, yeah. on Luke Skywalker and his relationship to his dad. And, and, and then you have these like supporting characters like Han and everything. But the big sort of mythology of all of Star Wars really comes from the prequels. Yeah, you're right. It really does. It it really does. And I just think that there's been an aversion to that prequel thing because there's a generation that has been the one that was originally targeted, I think, with The Force Awakens that has this disparaging perspective of the prequels that – they're like, oh, well, we don't really need to touch on that because nobody cares. Yeah, which is yeah. – no. So I don't know what to think, man. Um, do I think the old uh, Sith legend of Darth Plagueis the Wise were, will, will rear its uh, its head in the new movie? God, I hope so. Yeah. But I don't know. I, to be honest with you, I have no idea. And I'm trying to walk into episode nine a little bit of a blank slate because – I'll tell you why. Because this might be the last big Star Wars movie we get for a while. Yeah, it is. You know, and I want to sort of savor it and I want to try to take it for what it is because I know the trailer is going to be spectacular. Yeah. Like I can already tell you the trailer is going to be spectacular. History of good Star Wars trailers. Yeah, yeah. So for anyway, across the board. We'll, take, we'll do one more and then we'll let, um, we'll let uh, Dorian uh, leave. And Go we'll watch Star Wars movies. movies. Yeah. All right. So I, I saw a good one. It said, do you think there will be a third faction to rise up against the Sith and the Jedi? Rise. Mm. I don't know. I think there is a third faction that they're setting up, okay? And it's the it's the Knights of Ren. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense. I because I, they got to go all in on this Knights of Ren thing. I mean, because like, look, that poster that was leaked, and I do stand by my personal belief that it was in fact a real poster. I don't I think, think so it's too. the it's not the it's, poster. It's not the poster, but it's a poster. It's a poster that you get at like Target when you buy a figure or yeah. it's like Walmart. Yeah. yeah. I think they're in there. And Knights of Ren is predominantly uh, a sort of featured in yeah. that poster. I think that the episode nine is going to be a very different, less organized first order. Yeah. That's a little bit more chaotic with Kylo Ren in the leadership position, but all his boys, the Knights of Ren, kind of running uh, roughshod 
around I, the galaxy too. So I think it's going to be more of like a gang mentality. Yeah, and I think Hux is trying to work it behind the scenes by getting and uniting some of the First Order to go against Kylo because they've been at it since day yeah, one. That's a good, that's a good point. He, Hux was about to pull out his gun and make sure Kylo was dead after the yeah. battle in Snoke's yeah. throne room. So I could see that seed planted that there is going to be a division in the First Order. One side, the Knights of Ren, the other side, maybe Hux and some people, maybe um, uh, Richard E. Grant coming in as a, you know, he seems like perfect First yeah. Order. Maybe he's like a Tarkin. You know what I mean? That he's like a regal, high operating First Order person that's like whispering in Hux's ear, we're doing this. We're going to take yeah. it back from these guys. I would make a lot of sense to me and I like it. But I want some resolution on Sith because who the hell are these Knights of Ren and why aren't you calling yourselves a bunch of Sith? Right. Because that doesn't make sense to me and I hope they have a good answer for it because I like the Jedi Sith mythology and I hope that Episode Nine doesn't die without us – Getting some Sith kind of something, something because I I like the idea that the Sith were destroyed by Luke Skywalker at the end of Return of the Jedi. So maybe oh, oh man, now that I said that out loud, it's like does that is that final enough? And there's no more Sith. I, mean, I don't look, know. It's you hard. Know, you know, one thing that I um, I got from playing Knights of the Old Republic and from playing Star Wars, um, um, the Old Republic, the uh, the MMO. Is that there's actually a Sith species, mm. you know? There's a, thief, a Sith species that's born out of uh, Dorian. Do you know what where the Siths come from? What planet? Oh, okay, yeah. That's an expert question. Moraband, right? Coraband. 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 Oh, it was Moraband at one point, but they changed it. Coraband. I can't maybe, remember. Maybe I'm not sure. Let me see. I'm not that big a nerd. Um, do the people know about Coraband? Moraband versus Malachor. Korriban. Somebody said Malachor. <laughs> Wait, is, that, is that a troll? <laughs> but uh, but anyway, like the Sith are a species too, you know. Yeah. So it's like like the Sith. Yes, it's kind of like a hokey religion, you know. To use Han's terms, maybe it's also a species, but it's it's really a way of life, right? Like like the Sith code, mm. you know, and like. Um, there's, there's, a, you know, the Sith code. You can look it up online. It's been discussed in the books, and I believe it was in the Rule of Two book, but you know, the Darth Bane book. Um, it is, yeah. So know, it was Korriban, and they changed it to Moraband because Yoda went to Moraband uh, during the Clone Wars. Okay, so so Korriban is is where the Sith come from, or or the species of Sith, and then it was the name was changed to Moraband. Through yeah. some political revolt or – Yeah, they're saying Moraban and Korriban are the same thing. They're the same thing. They're but I think thing. in canon it was Korriban at one point and then it was kind of reclassified as Moraband. Mm. And maybe they know more than I do. They probably do. Um, anyway, so look. We went such deep down that rabbit hole that I totally forgot the question. But the point is is that the Sith – you need – like how do you know what good is or how do you know how bright something is or how do you know anything – you can only really understand something if you have something else to to juxtapose against it, mm-hmm. right? Like you only understand light if you understand darkness, right? You know, you only understand good if you understand evil. It is the the yang to the yin. Yes, you so, know, and and that's classic mythology yeah. storytelling. You can't have the Jedi evil. and then the yin and then the yin now is the Knights of Ren, right? Because like, we've it, already established the Sith, right? Because there, there's a there's a there's a there's a a perfect like. You know, symmetry to the universe when it comes to the force. Mm-hmm. There's the light side of the force and there's a the dark side. Right. You know, the light and the dark. But can you be dark side and not go full Sith? 
because then it's like, well, what is a Jedi? And that that was my biggest right. Because like dark Jedi, like you right, like you're a dark Jedi, you're a Sith, and, yeah. and like look, this is actually something for the people if they can tweet at us at Mark Fernandez at Riley around. Mm-hmm. How did the etymology come about of the word Sith versus the word dark Jedi? Right. Because I remember for a long time it was referred to as dark Jedi. Right. Right. And I believe Sith – I'm not sure exactly where the word Sith comes from. I don't even think we got Sith in the original trilogy. No. I don't think – I think it was we expanded it. on in the expanded universe in some of the uh, you know the books and, and, and whatnot. And then definitely you know, Sith became a thing in the prequels and that ex- mythology was expanded on. But Yeah. Yeah. We're getting real nerdy now. We're yeah, I don't real know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, look um, – Tell the people thank you and uh, thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in. We like this. Do you guys like uh, opening the show? You're actually seeing the behind the scenes, setting up the show, doing the, you know, the recording, getting everything in place, and then you get some questions and you're featured on the show. Do you like that? Let us know. We yeah. want to know. And tune in today, 5 p.m. PST, for the show to drop. And please listen and leave comments. Yeah. Thanks bet, for being bet. here, guys. And thank you, Dorian, for being here. Bet. Thank you, guys. Excellent. Right. I'm keeping this one live going, taking it to the. Let them see the office real quick. Yeah, take them around the office. Oh, oh 535 years. It's good. I like that. Yeah. Make sure Jeff okay. Snyder's working out there, okay? We want to see his scoops. No, this is, uh, I think this is your phone, right? Oh, no, this no is that's, your, oh, that's, that's your phone. That's your phone. I your own phone. All right. And we're going to keep going here with our... Hold on. Hey, uh, do I share save or... Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. This is you're getting the, you're getting the meat and potatoes. Effort, we're doing it live uh, of everything that happens here, Collider. I think people like to hear this kind of stuff. Yeah, I want to assume, but we are going to get into the meat of the episode because last night, Fernandez and I had to get your opinion on this because somebody tweeted at us and they went, "Have you seen this guy's Twitter account? He's got some great theories going on. He or she, we don't know. So apologies if we don't know you. Um, but if you're listening." Uh, we're going to focus on this because I think it's interesting. Yeah. And we've done a lot of this. Who the hell is Ray? The, the theories of there. Is her parents? Is it Luke? Is it Obi-Wan? Is it Emperor? We've done Obi-Wan. Are we going to get an Obi-Wan movie? Oh, they say they're doing this. There's a lot of repeats that happen. But this is very interesting. Mm. And somebody tagged me on Twitter, tagged you. And last night sitting on the couch, I got sucked into this thing. This is probably one of the best theories, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that I've heard. Because it is not only cool thinking Star Wars when you think of – and the reason I say cool is because I go to expanded universe books that I read a lot when I was young. Uh, The comics Dark Empire that I loved that I got into, some of the canon books that came out, stuff that was happening in the sequel trilogy. This seems to be tying together a lot of things and that's why I wanted to get your thoughts. And the gist of it is is that Rey is actually a clone – of Luke Skywalker. And here's Dorian back. You switched the phones, you sons of bitches. What the, old, the old switcheroo. The old switcheroo. <laughs> oh, your phone's gone now, man. So after that long explanation, mm-hmm. the, the gist of it is Ray was made from Luke's severed hand via clone. Yeah. What are you, what's your reaction to that? Immediately when you hear it, crazy. Let, let's 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 get a look. For me to have an honest reaction to it, mm-hmm. I want to. Let's assume it's true. Okay. 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 Um, let's assume that it's true. Let's assume that the Force Awakens really was going to open with a shot of a severed hand floating in space. Exactly. This is why. This is 
this was confirmed. Yeah. This was happening. They changed it for whatever just, reason. You know what it reminds me of? Hmm. Like right off the bat, and I'm going to dig deep in here, and you might actually know this reference okay. more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen, and uh, to quote Peter Parker in uh, Civil War, have you ever seen this really old movie mm. called Jaws 3D? You know, I've seen Jaws, Jaws 3D. Okay. Hell yeah. So in Jaws 3D, there was a scene in the water. It was underwater. And my hands and there coming was at them hand. and the bones sticking and out. The bone, it was mm-hmm. in 3D and you could see the bone sticking out. And you would, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah. So that's kind of like the image that I have in my head. So it's you know? cheesy in your head? It's a little hokey. Yeah. It's a little, it, it's a little reaching. You know, it's a little far-fetched to some degree that there was this – that like somebody was um, – because first of all, they're in Bespin, mm-hmm. okay? Bespin, they were inside the atmosphere of Bespin, mm-hmm. okay? His arm gets severed by Darth Vader, okay, uh, formerly Anakin Skywalker. Mm. The hand presumably goes down the same chute right. that – that uh, Anakin, um, that uh, Luke Skywalker fell through, mm-hmm. that ended him up like holding on for dear life on those antenna, where he was rescued by um, uh, by Lando. Yep, right. Lando and Leia. Yep. Yeah, Lando and Leia. Um, so you have to assume that there's gravity on this planet, right? Because all these floating ships or whatever. Sure. So that this hand is fell right, and it's somewhere in the ground. Right. So, how did so, it end up in space? How did it end up floating around in space? You know, this is an aside. So when Luke finally lands on the whatever those things are, those weather vanes underneath Bespin, yeah. and he looks down, there is always there is something that fell with him because you see it fall oh. into into the darkness. I always thought that was his hand as a kid. Oh, really? I always went, "There's his hand." And I tried to rewind it. It's, it's just junk. So, <laughs> right, right. but you're right. But so, so okay. So then, already you, you're asking me to make a leap. And like, look, the great Steven Spielberg. Uh, when I was first starting up in this industry, and I and I went to film school, one of my teachers um, was using Jurassic Park uh, to explain, I think, a very important concept in, in filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And it's something that is attributed to Spielberg. And I'm not sure if it's also talked about in other places, but usually attributed to Spielberg that. In, 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 in storytelling, there's one of the most powerful devices in storytelling and, and, and one of the trickiest ones is the concept of suspension of disbelief. Right. Right? Yeah. I know where so, you're going with this. So yeah, This is great. So when you have suspension of disbelief, um, you need that so people can buy what's happening on screen as real within that world. Right. right? And Spielberg had this very interesting insight where he was like, you can only really ask the audience to make one leap. Right. One leap of faith that you, you really only get one. Yeah. You know, because if you start making multiple leaps, it starts becoming increasingly far fetched. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it starts pulling you out and it starts actually disrupting the magic of suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. Right. So with Jurassic Park, which is like the example that's always used for you to buy into Jurassic Park, you just have to buy into one concept which is that you can extract dino DNA from a, from a mosquito locked in amber. Right. Right. If you can extract the dino DNA from a mosquito locked in amber, then you can buy all the other stuff inside Jurassic Park. If you start making way too many leaps about it, then it starts getting more far-fetched, right? With, with Luke, his severed hand in Bespin presumably falls to the ground, fine. You know, they, they, they grab it there. Now – if it's floating in space, okay, now you have to make a leap of how the hell did the hand get into space. Fine. Let's let's presume that that's the only thing, okay? Now, 
you're going to clone Luke, mm. okay, um, and you're going to make Ray. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now that's another leap you have to take. But let's say it's an acceptable leap. Let's look back at other consistent cloning theories inside Star Wars. We cloned Jango Fett and created a clone army and as well as a bounty hunter. Right. These clones were exact replicas right. of, of uh, Jango. Mm-hmm. All the soldiers, Rex, and all these great soldiers that we get in the Clone Wars and in, and in the uh, uh, prequels, they're all the same person. Right. So, so it's like how already a leap from cloning Luke Skywalker. Why isn't it Luke Skywalker or right. a version of him? And how is it female? How is it female? Right. And, and, and if it is female, how are some of the basic hallmarks of Luke Skywalker's DNA not present? Blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, these, these kinds of things. Um, so it's, it's asking you to make another crazy leap because, look, we, we have tons of cloning uh, 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 theories inside Star Wars, right? Yeah. Like. One of your favorite comics, one of my favorite comics, Dark Empire from, from Dark Horse back in the day. Yeah. The Emperor cloned himself. Cloned himself. Yeah. And, and, and you see Luke Skywalker uh, purposefully turning into the dark side yeah. so that he could actually go almost undercover yeah. to infiltrate this whole thing. Right. And there's that scene where he walks into the Emperor's cloning facility and there's just emperors lined up across the entire hallway. Right. It's not a bunch of different looking humans that are all the emperor. It's just all the emperor. Right. So now you're telling me cloning is how Ray came to be, but now Ray doesn't look like a clone. And so it's like, is this some new cloning thing? So now you got to explain to me what this new cloning thing is. Right. And I think that you're right. I, I agree, and I always liken uh, as well to your Spielberg reference. Um, you know, he pulled back on showing the shark because he's get. We're not going to show this thing until that moment in the pond where it eats the guy and the and the leg is severed. Right. It was like because the more we show this thing, the the, the faker it looks. Right. Right. So you, he economy of that because he only had one chance to get us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that reference. But to go back to your point here. Um, we don't know exactly. Now, they cloned Jango Fett and created an army. Now, they had a whole body, right? So if they're working from a hand, mm-hmm. okay. what is the science behind that? But to your main point, I mean, DNA how? is DNA, but yeah. DNA is DNA, and is there dark experiments on this thing? Are they trying to put an ex- or trying to make an exact replica, or they only have enough DNA in this hand, so what does it look like? They're going to have to... Do a little Jurassic Park stuff. They only have a little bit of the DNA, so they have to take some other DNA from another thing and splice it together, like they like the frog, but, right? With Jurassic Park, they right, right, which finish is a fair, the DNA. Which is an interesting point. That's an interesting. Can point. be done. I can work it out in my head, but your point is solid. It's a, you know, it's a leap. Yeah, it's a leap, and but then it also begs the question. Well, you know, people like I because I remember. Um, before the prequels played themselves out, you know they were like, "Well, Anakin wasn't the chosen one, right? Luke Skywalker was the chosen one. Luke brought balance to the Force, right? But no, Anakin did bring balance to the Force because Anakin ultimately, in his last moment, understood the error of his ways and did the right thing. He it's did the, kill the Sith, the last of the Sith, because he turned to the good side, yeah. therefore sh- uh, shedding the Sith. And took the master and threw him. Anakin ultimately did what he was supposed to do. Right. Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn ultimately was correct. You know, just like in in, 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 uh, in Infinity War, there's only one way out of a 14 million ways that this thing works. Right. Like, 
yes, Anakin Skywalker, through all his troubles and all his bad choices and all his errors, was ultimately the one who did bring balance to the Force. And that's why I think the first six movies, to me, are so fulfilling because it is a full story. Like, you do get the full story. Right. Now, if there is this cloning effort and you want to clone Luke Skywalker to make a super soldier, whatever the intentions might be, why not have cloned Anakin? Right. I mean, you obviously have his DNA. I mean, like, you have all the stuff that you need to clone Anakin with. Why right. not clone Anakin? So, look, I have heard from very credible people that this is actually true, this whole Luke Skywalker hand thing. Yeah. You know, and you've heard it from the same exact people. I, you know, listen, uh, props to Christian Arloff as well. He's been kind of talking about this. We've talked about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it on Collider Live. We It's been some theories around the water cooler. So... Yeah. I just think if if this is the case, if this is how you explain Ray's origins, mm-hmm. I can live with it. I can live with it because it, it does carry a little bit of the Skywalker legacy with it. Mm-hmm. I just I, think like – I mean th- there needs to be some explanation as to why they cloned her. Did right. they clone others and why did they discard her on this planet? Who did that? Why are they hiding her? Look, ultimately – this has all the trappings of J.J. Abrams' mystery box, and, and and we've talked about this on the show before. That's a very different way of telling stories than than the sort of myth style of George Lucas. Right. Because in the myth style of George Lucas, there's there's never really there's there's intrigue. There's never mystery. Right. You know, it, it's not. You know, where now it's just it's all questions. Yeah. It's this is weird. So I want to give props. To at Ray is Luke's hand. Okay. That is the handle. Ray was made from Luke's severed hand. This is a Twitter account. I personally really much enjoy this theory. I don't know if it's correct. Right. We're speculating. Um, Who knows if this will become true if it does happen Mm. retroactively? Spoilers. Sorry. But because this is one of those theories. It's a very plausible theory. It's a very plausible theory. Yeah. And on paper – I love it. You love it. I really do. On paper, I love it. Now there is on paper and there's execution. And would it, you would you agree to interrupt here for a second? Would sure. you agree that Anakin Skywalker is a more powerful Jedi than Luke Skywalker? Not anymore. I think Luke proved in the Last Jedi is the most powerful okay. Jedi we've let, ever seen. Let, let me rephrase the question: If you had to create a clone mm-hmm. Jedi, okay? And you had Luke's DNA and Anakin's DNA. Mm-hmm. Which DNA would you use? Well, I'd go Anakin first because if we know – and this is what the theory supposes. I'm going to jump around a little bit. This mm-hmm. is a very, 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 very long thread. So please go check out the Twitter if you're interested in all in this. So I'm going to pick and choose. Am I on this thread? No, you're not on this thread. Okay. Why? This is this is just a somebody somebody tagged us on Twitter gotcha. alerting us to this thread. Okay, gotcha. This is somebody that just put it out there. Um, what was my freaking point? I don't remember. Um, okay, Anakin, listen. Anakin versus Luke. So basically the severed hand of Luke is holding the memories of Luke and the DNA of Luke, right? Post uh, – right as it got cut off. So you have Luke Skywalker and his abilities at Empire Strikes Back and nothing further. 
right? Okay. And that's what this supposes. So okay, that's not how Ray, DNA works, but okay, you know, space wizards do. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're in a galaxy <laughs> far, far right, away. You right. know, it's like that. And and to your point again, that's the leap. The leap. The leap. We made, in Star Wars is the Force. I think a lot of people have made that leap from whether you got whether you were indoctrin- indoctrinated in New Hope. Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, Rogue One, Solo, doesn't matter. Wherever you're indoctrinated, if you're coming to Episode Nine, I think you've made that leap. So yeah. with that being said, there were people that had a lot of problems with bombs coming out of spaceships in, in The Last Jedi, which I never bought because I'm like, listen. Right, right. Yeah. That's again, the least of my words. That was the least of – thank you. <laughs> yeah. So this is it, – it is a big leap. But um, I would – to your question – so knowing that, that it was Luke Skywalker, Empire Strikes Back Luke Skywalker, not Jedi Master Luke Skywalker and Return of the Jedi and then Je- – you know, or Jedi Knight and Return of the Jedi and Jedi Master in 7 and 8. I am a Jedi Knight just like my father before. Right. Me. So if you were to give me the choice of DNA, I would go with Anakin because he was the most powerful before he fell to the dark side. Right. He was even more powerful than Luke at that age, I would yeah. say, because Luke started his training a lot later than even Anakin did. Right. So – but if you're telling me I can get some DNA off of Luke from episode eight, the guy who projected his entire vi- you know, visage across galaxies right. and fooled people, I mean, come on. That's some, you know, look. That's powerful that's, stuff. I, I, I love that part. But um, yeah, I would go with that. Okay, so then what do you think would be a possible motivation for cloning uh, Luke? Luke. And who did it? I think and the why? emperor did it. Okay. Well, and that's this is what they suppose because well, the again, dead. the emperor is dead. However, listen to this in Ray's Force Vision. Now, this this theory also goes into elements from Episode Seven and Eight that have a through line going through these movies that there is focused interest on Ray's right hand, framing shots, certain things that happen. There's one, you know. He he breaks down that Ray yeah. is like let go of my hand fin, let go of my hand fin. Right, 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 right. right. So I mean, just this, subtle, subtle. These Again, all sound like cloud animals to me, but yes, they probably are. You know, but I like this. I, I you know, I like it when people get creative and absolutely, go down these rabbit absolutely. holes and, and do this. Then they have the the moment where Luke grabs Ray's hand, her right hand, puts it on the ground, feel the force, breathe. breathe. Uh, the stormtrooper is able to unlock when they when she uses the Jedi mind trick. It's framed in a way that it's on her left side when she tries and fails to use the force mind trick okay. in episode seven. And then it cuts to Kylo Ren. Yeah. And then it cuts back and it's on her right side. She focuses. She uses the Jedi mind trick. He goes and he releases the right hand. Now, again, all in the thread, you can see this. I like that kind of stuff. It's yeah. like, OK, it's I'm not- noticing they noticed a pattern that this popped up. Over and over again between two movies. It's a great fan theory. And so great fan theory. Yes. We'll call it that. That's what I love about it. So I like that idea. Again, on paper, it sounds very cool. But I will say this as well. On paper, this is like something I'd read in the expanded universe. This is something I read before Lucasfilm bought Disney or vice versa. Thank you. Back that up. Disney yeah. bought Lucasfilm. Yeah, got Disney it. bought four billion. Four billion. Oh, they got it imagine? cheap. Yeah, my God. So, with that being said, I love it, but execution is a whole different story, 
And it could really turn out to be like something that really divides the fans even more. Yeah, and like I, I, I thought that that opening shot of Luke's hand. I never l- liked that. And, and and like, look, I know for a fact because this one I got from a source that I can't say the name, but I know for a fact worked on the like or was around the working of the movie mm-hmm. is that episode eight uh, was actually going to start with uh, with Finn. Mm-hmm. You know, it was going to be the camera was going to come down and it was going to be Finn. In his tank. In his tank. Right. So so that one I know is a fact. Yeah, I, was, I read that too. The And um, we heard that at the premiere and like, you know, we, we knew that that one was real. Okay. Mm-hmm. The hand one, I haven't been able to source from anybody who I can say, yeah, that's right. It started out with, with a hand. It seems to have traveled into a, a kind of a... This happened because a lot of there there was reports on it that that came out um, from from where like like are these credible sources credible sources exclusives that sort of thing and that uh, I believe it was an exclusive that came out I cannot remember for the life of me the website but that they were saying that that it was scrapped because it kind of leaked that they were going to start it now the reason I don't like the the hand floating in space to start episode seven is that I think it breaks tradition of all the great Star Wars movies every single Star Wars movie starts. In space, yeah, with a ship. I just and I look now. I'm going to get a little bit sappy here. Okay. Okay. So sap warning. Okay. Um, I just if you look at this whole epic of the Skywalker saga, mm-hmm. okay, and the arc of the of the prequels is how a democracy turns into a dictatorship. Mm-hmm. Okay. How a, and then the original trilogy is how the force goes from a state of un, imbalance mm-hmm. to a state of balance. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just would have loved that the sequel trilogy also has this high arcing, like like voyage to it, where it's like okay, so now the 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 prequels left the force in a state of like 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 in a state of complete and total imbalance right you know you were supposed to bring balance to the force not leave it in darkness right 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 mm-hmm. so it's like that's how the original trilogy starts off the universe is in shambles it's in darkness yeah right anakin i'm sorry darth vader and luke skywalker go through this epic journey to bring it back into balance yeah okay i just would have loved and you can even keep a lot of the core things that they have in the sequels where the sequel trilogy was about the force starting out balanced and ending up in complete chaos somehow yeah you know whether whether it's, a, it's, you're right there's a version of that in there yeah there's a version of that in there it's just it's not articulated in a way where we ever got to see the jedi and the force and the galaxy back to like episode one where things were kind of good. Yeah. Like go from happy beginning to crazy ending. Yeah. Like give us an arc. I just feel like JJ and look into his credit. I think he did a great job with this, bringing everybody back, playing the star Wars karaoke of episode uh, four and all this stuff. Um, just kind of put us in a situation where it didn't really feel like a true continuation of the saga. I, I agree with that. You know, it, it's 
over the years now since I've seen Force Awakens and then it, I really started to because I – look, I don't like being yelled at and, and harassed online over my thoughts on The Last Jedi. However, I like discussing it. Yeah, and me too. And really some of the arguments and some of the people that did not like The Last Jedi and my writing partner who's a dear friend of mine did not like The Last Jedi and I had a two-hour conversation with him. To where after and then get taking in all this stuff, I still love The Last Jedi. However, if you go back to Force Awakens, one of my biggest problems, and it came after really looking at The Last Jedi, is that we got a sort of repeat yeah. of – and it does go into that idea of playing Star Wars karaoke. Now, I love the creation of Rey, Finn, and Poe and some of the new characters Kylo. and some of the Kylo. Kylo being my favorite obviously, but it's that – we got basically the Empire back in the First Order, but without, in a different without, way. Right, without explaining how without, it got there. Right. And, like, you know, and it, then it would... glossing over what the Republic is. Yeah. Glossing over what happened to the Jedi Council and, and, and how it failed. And that, to me, is why we got a little bit divisive towards Episode Eight. Yeah. Because me t- I he totally picked agree up a, a baton – that was handed by J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan, and, and he, he did it. his thing. And, well, and, and he did that. Yeah, yeah, you could look at it that way. I look at it this way. He took a baton. He made a big swing. He right. really did. He had what he needed to do. Now, this isn't about J.J. Abrams versus Ryan Johnson. This is just my own feeling of like, well, we kind of got a, a very similar thing. We have a big first order presence in the galaxy a la the Empire, and we have a resistance a rebellion. Right. So it's all very, very, very and a similar. And plans and a girl who lives in the and, desert. And with my, yeah. I'm a Star Wars yeah, yeah, yeah. fan. I'm going to eat it up no matter what. I'm going to like more yeah. other than others. But the idea here is that I go to now J.J. Abrams. Colin Trevorrow was pretty much fired off of episode nine. He developed a year, had that script. J.J. Abrams. I would have loved to have seen that one. I would have loved to have seen it too, but J.J. Abrams essentially threw it away. Yeah, because Hamill said he loved it. Yeah, and so he picked up the ring. So J.J. Abrams basically has confirmed that I was just doing episode seven and on my way. So he threw that out there. Then Ryan Johnson goes, well, this is I have to work with. And J.J. says he read the script to seven before he started writing eight. Before I even met him. So then I'm in my mind, I'm like, J.J. and Ryan Johnson never had a meeting at Lucasfilm together going, hey, this is what we were yeah, going yeah. for. Then Colin Trevorrow is doing his thing, and that's thrown away, and he's fired, and, and J.J. Abrams coming yeah. back. So Th- That's a great segue to your other story. Didn't you see that, 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 that you had read something and there, that there's some new comments from that, This J. is J. what I'm referring to, yeah, J.J. Yeah. yeah, so J.J. did a big interview, and uh, he basically said, yeah, it – I'm starting from I, when I came on episode nine. I looked at the two-year release window. I had, I threw the script away, and I'm paraphrasing here. I had to start from scratch, to use his words, and that was daunting. I didn't know if I wanted to do it, so I called Chris Terrio, who I was a big admirer of, and said, "Do you want to write a Star Wars movie with me?" To which Terrio screamed. He went, "Yeah!" So, who is Chris Terrio again? Chris Terrio wrote Argo, and he wrote uh, Batman v Soup. Superman or Justice League? He wrote J- Justice League before Whedon was was or before uh, Snyder was fired off of it. So I, that does not give you an Argo. I didn't like Academy Argo. Award winning Argo. Oh, you didn't like Argo? I thought okay. the town is ten times better than Argo. The town is ten times better than Argo. Gone girl, <laughs> gone, gone baby, gone is ten times better than Argo. These yeah, are, these I are didn't... Ben Affleck. I, and I, I love. Uh, 
um, I can't remember uh, what else. No, that's not it. Never mind. Yeah. Anyway, I um, I'm not a big fan of Argo. I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I'm definitely not. And I like Batman v Superman. I'm one of the few people that actually like Batman. I v know. Superman. I'm banging that drum, and there's like I have my support online, but yeah. I like Batman v Superman, and I especially like the um, the deluxe edition of Batman v so Superman. Much better, yeah. It, I think Batman v Superman is a cool movie, man. I like it. Uh, yeah, I, I like not, it a lot. I did not like Justice League at all. No, nope, me neither. I think it's the worst of all DC movies. I because actually, of why and what happened, it's Frankenstein's monster. It's two yeah. directors, and you can see yeah. it. So you know the whole. Um, so it doesn't get you get you really excited with Terio. But go back to JJ's comments. He basically said, "I have two years now." To make episode nine, I'm bringing in Chris Terrio. I'm starting from scratch, getting rid of this thing. And again, more comments like this. I look to Lucasfilm and I go, what were you doing? What were you doing? God, Why they should have had you and me in there. Yes. I don't know half Why of the fans weren't you? are glad that we're not in there because they, they hate some of our theories. They right? do, but that's fine. <laughs> but, like, but, I, but, but what I just can't believe is that J.J. Abrams wouldn't have enough time to go to Lucasfilm or create a meeting and sit down with Ryan Johnson and say, this is what we were doing. What do you think? Now, if that's not happening, I don't know why the schedules couldn't work. So Ryan Johnson did his thing. He was told, go do your thing. He was given carte blanche. That's what Kathleen Kennedy, at least I assume that's what it looks like. Basically, basically it became a game of Star Wars. Right. Who's getting the Iron Throne of Star Wars? Yeah. And it's like I think that George Lucas – um, and you can call him the Mad King, okay? Let's let's use George Lucas as the Mad King. Sure. Now George Lucas is the Mad King, and sure he set fire to the people with the prequels. Yeah. Because his audience that loved his original trilogy had grown up. Were a lot older. A lot older, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I'm not making this for you. I'm making right. this for my kid." That's why I love Lucas. Yeah, I'm not making this for you anymore. I'm making this yeah. for my kid. The the Star Wars movies have always been a kind of uh, metaphorical bat mitzvah mm-hmm. for George Lucas. Yeah, right. It's the coming of age. Yeah, it really is. Where, where a young person becomes a mature person, mm-hmm. right? It's that transition from from naivete to the tough – like this life is actually a disaster. Luke, Anakin, but they go – Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, the Mad King um, was was murdered. Mm-hmm. Okay, stabbed by his closest, uh, you know, friend, the Kingslayer, or not that Kingslayer was his friend, but the right. Kingslayer stabbed him in the back because he wanted to prevent the Mad King from making any more terrible decisions, i.e., a sequel trilogy that was about the midichlorians. Yeah. Okay. Which to me actually makes sense if you think about the, the like the big arc. Like you understand how the galaxy became under the tyrannical control of the dark emperor of the Sith. Then you understand how a young boy was able to redeem his father and bring balance to the force a la father and son. Right. Okay. Then now you have the force in balance. But wait a minute. Something's wrong with the force. Right. There's something wrong with the midichlorians. Like what? what is it? Yeah. You know, so I understand that trajectory that the Mad King had set up for himself. But he was stabbed in the back, Mm. okay, after he sold the property, which was his choice, right? right? He 
Uh, I can't believe this, the Game of Thrones analogy is so good. I wonder if J.R. Yeah. Martin, like, uh, got, you know. This is great. I'm, I'm sitting here wrapped with attention. Yeah. I'm like, mm. But, but, but um, the Mad King let the Lannisters in. He opened the doors to the Lannisters. Sure. And said, come on in. Yeah. Right? And then what, what happened then? He was betrayed and he was murdered. Nope. That thing you did with Michael Arndt, we're not doing that. We're going to do our thing. J.J. comes in. Yeah. Lawrence Kasdan comes in. They set it up in one, their way. Yes, and now we have a Game of Thrones. Yeah, and Kathleen Kennedy, though, who does not have Cersei. a good Kathleen Cersei does Lannister. not have a great. Um, how do I put this? She is a. I've she's not for up. the people, but she's, she's a very smart. She's for the project. Shrew. She's for the producing. She's but for she's, her. She's for her own family, right? Like Cersei, kind of. Which means that she's for Disney and Disney's bottom line. Bottom line, exactly, but not the mythology. Right, and their ledger, which you can't argue that Kathleen Kennedy has done a stand-up job. I mean, she literally made the second highest grossing film of all time. Exactly. So there is – and and listen, do you think Disney is looking at the the returns on not only Force Awakens but Rogue One and The Last Jedi? And I know before you start yelling at me, but Solo – they don't. They look at solo. Yes, it was probably a loss at the end of the day, but that was a very small one. When you compare, there's no. All that stuff is kind of like again to use the Cersei analogy. It's like Cersei's daughters and sons dying. Mm-hmm. She had to fire this guy, fire that guy. Right. You know, there's blood has been shed blood. over this Star Wars. There has. Yeah. I mean, look at the casualties. Lord Miller, Colin Trevorrow. Maybe even you unexpected know, casualties. Unexpected casualties. So my point was is that she can produce a hell of a movie, but when it comes to mythology of Star Wars, I don't think she gets it. Yeah, I don't think she gets it. And my opinion has been morphing over the years, mostly because of the show. Mostly because we get in these debates, we get in these conversations where you bring up great points that it makes me really go, hmm, okay, let me think about that. Yeah. I still can love my last Jedi and love the swings that it made, but go yeah, into look, it and look, go. We all love Jamie Lannister. We all love Jamie Lannister. Yeah, but Jamie Lannister killed Eddard Stark, which was the hero of the show. Exactly. So there, there are things I love about the Last Jedi and love about the Force Awakens, but I can take myself out of that and look at the reports coming out and look at these things that are happening in the and the casualties and the bloodshed and go, boy, they really haven't, it feels like, had a good grasp on Star Wars doing these movies. And I think Solo is the shining example of that because, one, they greenlit it. Yeah, I think that we didn't need a Han Solo movie because you're already against the odds to use Han Solo or 3PO's terminology and, and Han Solo would say, never tell me the odds. Yeah. But you're already against the odds with no Harrison Ford. I'm sorry. That was probably – tough one. That was, that was already I think the biggest mistake you I mean, can they make. They did it without Alec Guinness, but it was – there was such a – But it was such a bigger thing. And Alec and, Guinness – as important as Alec Guinness was, he wasn't Harrison Ford. He wasn't Han Solo. He, he wasn't. And, and Alec Guinness – had a very small part in the original trilogy, considering. Consi- yeah, yeah. Consi- a very important part, but very small. Very important part, but when you have Han Solo that walks in with the swagger that he did, thanks to Harrison Ford, he became an icon. And that people, yeah. audiences, you're either a Luke guy, if you're a guy, you're either a Luke guy or a Han guy. Yeah. Actually, the Obi-Wan analogy is interesting because, and this is probably one of my problems with Solo, and I know maybe we're off topic here, is that from the second you see Obi-Wan talk, it's like, Master, I feel something elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, you – oh, that's, that's Obi-Wan. Yeah. That's Obi-Wan right there. Like, I, like, he's having that same – he's young, 
but you know he's already you know be mindful of the living force yeah right. young obi one you know right. he's he's already like thinking and you can tell that he's not a kid he's beyond his years he's he's showing you that obi one from the very 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 first thing and then he throws in the little joke, you know, you're right, Master, the negotiations were short. You know, mm-hmm. like he's giving you those Obi-Wan characteristics, not to mention that Ewan McGregor is an incredible actor. Yeah. Maybe a better casting, in my opinion, than Alden was for Han Solo. 100%. Right? Um, where, where, where Han Solo needed, from the first moment you saw him, you need to say, oh, that's Han Solo. Right. And I didn't see that. I spent the entire movie going, where's Han Solo? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. You know, there are so many great moments in Solo. And and, and again, these things are on tape that I say. You know, because somebody on Twitter said, with your hatred of Solo, would you watch a a sequel? And I said, (laughs) first of all, hatred is such a strong word. I do not hate Solo. I just wanted more from it, and if I can go and just sit back, and we've yeah, done this. I have something that uh, that a lot of you out there listening have the same. It's that you're constantly getting news for Star Wars because you love it. I have a little bit different. I co-host this with you. I talk about it with a lot of us. I'm on camera. I talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk about this stuff. Yeah. And so I've been able to really immerse myself. And because of everything, because of my producing on not only Movie Talk but Collider Live, pulling in all the stories, I've read all this stuff that finally, after many years, after the Disney acquisition of Lucasfilm and seeing the products, I go, "Uh, there's some stuff behind the scenes that hasn't been gelling. Yeah. That's just an educated guess and based on everything I've heard. So look, they're giving us the red light. The saber. red light is coming on. But there's one thing I want to talk about before we wrap up here. Okay. We're going to wrap it up, but and what and, is that? And that's that's this week we're going to get a trailer. Yeah. Okay. This week we're going to get a title. Oh, yeah. Okay. Very excited for this. I want us to propose something on the show and I want us to look we're going to do a, a ton of content I want to do a, a trailer review with you when you get back we'll do a special rule yeah. of two trailer review let's do it uh, or, or whatever we're, we're going to do some, some, some special rule of two content specifically about look we've been waiting for all this news the audience has been very patient with us waiting alongside us as we don't have a ton to talk about right right so, sometimes, so we go down these rabbit holes yeah so sometimes like one of my favorite Led Zeppelin uh, songs I don't even know what song it is but there's a line in the song where he's like you know, we just uh, keep on repeating that same old jam. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like we repeat that same old jam on the show a lot sometimes because we haven't gotten any new content in a long time. Right. You know, so that new content is coming and it's coming this week. Yes, it okay? is. So just as one last final predictor, and I would love for the for the listeners to also predict and, and see on which side of the fence do you stand on. Okay. I want to ask a very, very, very simple question. Okay. In the trailer, okay. Are we going to see lightsabers clashing? Yes. You go yes? Oh, absolutely yes. I'm going to go yes too. Yeah. I think it's – again, to JJ's credit, I think he's very aware of this. I think he's very aware of the divisiveness because in his quote, when he's talking about episode eight leading into his involvement in episode nine, he says, listen, I don't want to get in the weeds about episode eight. That to me – Read between those lines. I don't want yeah. to get in the weeds of this, so I'll say this. He knows. Yeah. He's heard. He's very good at what he does. He's very good at, at, at getting that nostalgia. 
Now, I just wonder if he's going to stick the landing. Yeah. And more than anything, I wanted to because I want to – like I Another love – happy I've, landing. I've loved the sequel trilogy so far. That's just me. Yeah. But I can be on the outside again saying like, but you guys behind the scenes – what is the what could have been? Right, right. Let's bring some balance to the force. Bring some balance. Is it going to be JJ? Um, let's end it here. You guys, we will be doing heavy coverage from Collider Video for Star Wars Celebration. Myself will be there. Christian Harloff will be there. Ken Knapsack will be there. We're going to do the panel. We're going to see the trailer. We're going to see the title. We're going to get some Mandalorian stuff. Hopefully, we can get some video game stuff. Yeah. Um, so we're very excited. Please follow. And Dorian is there, as you announced, at Collider Video on Twitter. You're going to get all your updates there. Make sure you follow me, at Riley Around. Follow Christian. Follow Mark Fernandez, at Mark Fernandez, at Ked Knapsack, at Christian Harloff, because you're going to be getting that from us. And we're very, very, very – I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see I'll that be, trailer. I'll be on Korriban uh, looking from the outside, looking in, and I'm also very excited. I'll force Skype you. Yeah, yeah. force FaceTime Yeah, me. we'll yeah. force FaceTime. Yeah. So there you go. Guys, what do you think? Are you going to go follow that account we talked about? Do you believe that Ray could be a clone of Luke Skywalker? It's out there. Is it better on paper or is it going to – I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, so make sure you follow all of us here at Collider Video for all your Star Wars stuff. This has been a very new episode, episode 35 of Rula 2 here on Podcast One Jedi Council Podcast feed. Oh, the Christian Okoye episode. The, what's that? The Christian Okoye episode. What's that mean? Christian Okoye, he was a running back for the Kansas oh, City right. Chiefs, oh, number yeah. 35. 35, yeah. I, sometimes I get the sports references. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. But that will do it. Yes, it is episode 35. It's the one right before Star Wars Celebration. We will be back next week on Tuesday, which will drop at 5 p.m. PST. Mark Fernandez and I will break down not only celebrations, the trailer, the title, Mandalorian stuff, maybe some Jedi uh, – what is it? Uh, Fallen, Fallen Order. Order video game stuff. Yeah, also the Darth Vader VR game. Darth Vader VR game. God, that's Yeah, so Vader cool. Immortal. That's going to be amazing. I'm very excited about that. Lots of good stuff happening, so keep your Clone dials Wars. right here and Clone Wars. Yeah. Probably get to see some episodes. So this is it. We're finally getting to the next stage in this Star Wars coverage where we'll actually have something to talk about. And uh, whether you guys like it or not, going down these rabbit holes and having our theories out there. So anything else you want to say, Mr. Fernandez? Rise. That'll do it. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.